It's back to a car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're back. Back to a cut. My name is Josh Dimatteo here with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. It's been a big couple of days. Mm. It is conference finals time. It's hot. There is fire week in or day in, day out, should I say. The game is changing in front of our very eyes. Let's just get stuck straight into it. Why don't we talk about today's game? Mm. Celtics versus Miami Heat. Yes. Game four. Game four. You may have noticed a slightly lackluster uh, intro from me there, but I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. The Tyler Hero experience. Tyler Hero experience. The coin toss that has changed the course of history forever. Uh, Was it an actual coin toss? Yeah, so, uh, this is the, a few times you've brought this yeah. up now. So what? So the you know the year that the Celtics had the Sacramento Kings pick. Well, like, yeah. Um, the Kings and Heat tied for a record or whatever, and so they did a coin flip to decide who picked thirteen, who picked fourteen. <laughs> Celtics pick fourteen, Heat pick thirteen. For some reason it gets leaked that Danny wanted to take Tyler Hero. <laughs> Oh, well. I did not expect I, it to, to come back to bite us so hard so fast. Yeah, not immediately. I did like everyone kept talking up Tyler Hero before the season started and like this kid's a gangster, he's got big balls, all this kind of shit. But I didn't expect him to, you know, be setting records yeah. that have been standing for 30, 40 years. First highest point scorer by a rookie in the playoffs since Magic. In 1980, when he moved to center because Kareem was injured. And they needed him to score. That's crazy. And they needed every single point today to get it done. Well, we were talking about this earlier off mic, but it was a weird game because Celtics, to be honest, played very ugly. They were sloppy with the ball. They were just Mm -hmm. not running their sets right. But they were hitting shots, weirdly. It just didn't flow. But because they were hitting these shots, they were staying in the game to pretty much right at the end. Mm. But Heat, like, they, I think they had one turnover in the entire second half or something, two, yeah. if you count that Jimmy bubble. Mm. Well, you can definitely count that. That I was almost yeah. really bad. <laughs> yeah. That was that was almost worse. It was like down nine a minute to go. I'm like, okay, game over. And it's like Tatum <laughs> hits a three. I'm like, okay. And then steal. False hope. And, oh, my, my hope. It drew me back in. And it... <laughs> Oh, but like it was just a little bit too far out of reach. But I mean, I just tweeted about it before. But Celtics had a better field goal percentage, three point percentage, more rebounds, more assists. But the turnover battle—that's where this game. Way more turnovers. Not, yeah. And not there were too many overall, but they also came. There was five turnovers in like the first five minutes of the fourth quarter, and all of them led to transition buckets. And that's that was the game. Yeah, heat and transitions crazy. Like if they get a, a stop on one end and they run full court, it's a bucket guaranteed. Yeah, they're good in transition, but the but the turnovers were just like live ball passing them directly into. And look, Iguodala and Jimmy Butler at the top of the zone are excellent at getting their hands in those passing lanes, but it's just not good enough. You can't. Yeah, no, very very sloppy by the Celtics. If they want to win the series, they want to make it to the finals. I mean, like, you can't do this. You you're not just, good enough if you're doing this. Exactly. Not, like, not, 19 is way too many. Um, and so, yeah, that's the stat. The only thing that the Heat really beat them in was free throw percentage. Um, that's because they kind of racked some up at the end there. And Tyler Hero, mm. of course, just cool as like as a cucumber, just knocks down the free throws, didn't even touch the rim on either of them <laughs> or whatever. And then Jimmy almost missed one and then ended up missing another one. But... I jinxed him. I was like, "No way, he'll miss anything here." And then he missed the next one. Dude, I know. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. Just give the ball to Tyler Hero. Yeah, man. I, it's exactly. It's Tyler Hero's team now, dude. <laughs> Jimmy, like, Jimmy's game when, was actually relatively quiet. I, I thought, and I think it was, it was just because he got overshadowed by fucking Tyler Hero. It's insane. But he, it's all his is always quiet. Like people expect, because Jimmy's got this big name to him. I guess he's got this this weight that you expect Jimmy to come in and he's going to dominate the game and run the flow of things. But it's not how he plays. He plays in the flow of the game and just doesn't make mistakes. And when it's crunch time, he'll take over for a bit, probably finish around 20 points, five rebounds, five assists, and he, he, it'll look like he coasted to that. 
He does. He doesn't struggle to get those stats, but he can take over when you need him to. He hasn't. He hasn't been like he's been good. He's been good, Jimmy. Great, Jimmy Butler. But he wasn't excellent down the stretch. Like he missed a couple of easy shots. Um, he obviously was was more good than bad. But um, and then in the previous game, you know, the Celtics get out to a massive lead. They got out to massive leads in both games, uh, two and three. Oh, what am I doing now? Yeah, two and three. And a lot of people calling for Jimmy to kind of assert himself a little bit more. And you're saying, you're you're right. That's not really the way that he plays. Um, But I did think that he did do a better job today of forcing himself into the beginning of the game and getting a few few quick buckets because – the, the the today was the like when they got up eight in the second quarter I think it was the biggest heat lead of the entire series like the Celtics have been ahead up until this game for eight, like seventy five percent of these the series but um, both teams I thought were really sloppy not sloppy but like lethargic today yeah. it's like the time off had a negative impact on both teams I thought um, outside of Tyler Hero and. Um, I thought that both teams came out pretty sloppy. Jason Tatum looked like uh, he'd been out in, he'd got out of the bubble and went down to Miami for the for the night, and had been hanging out at this club, strip club uh, called Eleven. Um, I've never been, I don't think. But I've heard very pretty- specific, yeah. <laughs> very specific. Tatum was ass in the first half. He was absolutely yeah. Ass. He sucked. I said it was one of the worst. Yeah. Ga- I- yeah, one of the worst games he's played since, since that. He looked, he looked like in that Milwaukee game, in the first game in the bubble. Um, but even worse, almost. He looked like he was just floating around, just had no idea what he was doing. I don't know. It, it make, it, if anything, it probably makes that second half more impressive. He ended up with 28, and he kind of yeah. salvaged the game. You look at the box score, and you mm-hmm. think, yeah, that's an okay game. But, yeah, he didn't. He, it was too he, late. He was a non-factor in that first half, yeah. He was a too late. Oh, all late. that. T- Go ahead. All that, t- sorry, all that tells me is it's a mental thing. If you can go the whole first half laying an egg and then score 28 points in the second half, clearly uh, something switched on. At I don't know if it's a mental thing. I just think he's a streaky guy. He hasn't got that. I mean, again, we talk about it with these guys, but he's only a young dude, right? He's just hmm. he's still trying to find that yeah. consistency. I think, yeah, in games one and two, he had awesome games, but then struggled at the end in both of them. And today it was kind of the reverse, but um, it was too late. I could I could feel that they, they finally got their their mojo going and they were rolling, but going into the fourth quarter they were down one or two and it, I was like, is it is it too late now for them to to kind of come back and make a run? And it kinda of was because Tyler Hero had already thought that he was Michael Jordan. At this point he thought he was and then by the time the fourth quarter starts, he thinks he's Space Jam version of Michael Jordan. Like, it was, it was too late. It was literally too late um, to stop him. And, oh, man, I just – I'm looking at the box score. And, my, like, my, I love Marcus Smart. But today was a really yeah. bad time for some bad Marcus – for a really bad Marcus Smart game. Like, he had 11 assists. Um, but, man, I think they were down four – with like four minutes to go, and he just like sprint, like get a stop, sprints down the court, takes a pull up three. Because I like, yeah, I noticed something about him today. Because there was lots of instances, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, where like he hustled to the point that he kept him in the game. There was times he dived on loose balls that he had mm-hmm. no right to get to, oh, got him, flicked him up, and someone would score off that. He was getting assists, but he was turning the ball over. He was jacking up threes when he shouldn't have been. There were rush shots. I feel like Marcus Smart puts so much responsibility on himself to go out and win the game. Like, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. That he, like, almost pushes himself to the point of uh, rushing things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a, it's a, I don't even know how to des- describe it. He just got he, that irrational like confidence. A, He's got that yeah. irrational confidence that he probably at times shouldn't have it. But at other times yeah. you kind of need him to have it because, like, you look across the rest of the team and some of those other guys when they're not they're not able to put the ball in the hoop. Well, this guy he doesn't care. It doesn't phase him. Yeah. He will take that pull up three. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, you, you cringe at that yeah. just as much as you know the other times when it goes in. You're like, this is sick. I love my yeah. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a or like on the offensive end, it's a little bit of Westbrook in the sense that not in style or anything like that, but he just wants it so bad 
that he forces himself mm-hmm. into these ugly situations where he doesn't have to do that. Yeah, and, like, you want the guy that's not scared to take it, but then sometimes he gets to a point where you're right. He, he just, I'm going I'm to save, save the game right now versus, like, yeah. <laughs> you could be not scared to take the shot. That's totally fine. But then but work the ball around, and if it comes back to you, then take the shot. But to pull up in transition when there's four other better scorers on the court. Yeah. It's it, and that's actually something that he did really well this year when the guys were healthy was that he had kind of cut down on those things. But then Haywood goes out, he kind of needs to pick up those 18 points. Obviously, in you know, game two, he was against Toronto when he hit those five straight threes. Like he has that ability, but even those threes, I mean, he was out of his mind, but they started by shooting like in the flow, kind of in the corner off a pass. Um, that one killed me. They were down four. They were making a run. And, yeah, that one I thought was really, really bad. Um, yeah, and, yeah that's, oh, they just didn't come out strong enough. But, dude, like, they give it to the Heat, man. Like, these guys, the, dra- the dragon, he's he's the dragon for a reason, dude. Like, he is scary to, to go against. They're all scary. They're all scary. They're all good. Every, every time Dragic shoots – I'm scared. Every time yeah. Duncan Robinson shoots, I'm scared. Even Jimmy, who I know is not a good three-point shooter, you know he's just going to make big shots. And he made another big three today. Oh, did he? oh no, it was a long two. That's right. Um, and then obviously Tyler Hero, I mean, just I've never been more scared of anyone in my entire life. Hero is a <laughs> – I don't know. I Like it's I, – just watching that game, is, it's so hard to just not get excited about this guy. Like it's – he's yeah. amazing today. Unbelievable. I mean, all all any NBA fan ever wants to see is a guy that's so cold and so fearless that at any age he'll go up to the giants of the game and just say, "I'm taking it, fuck you, I'm taking it." I'm like, did this this fucking kid, man? I mean, I've just been on Twitter just absorbing all of the uh, Tyler Hero propaganda. Um, <laughs> it's been it been, and I haven't hated it. Like if you know, yeah, always, yeah, yeah. I can't hate you it. can't, you can't I'm hate it. These interviews with him and like the even the post game, they're zooming up on his chin, and I'm like, I've got more facial hair than this guy, and I have no <laughs> facial hair. This guy's like 12 years old. It's in- yeah, he's an. Kid. I love the I love the fact that he's got like this hot Insta girlfriend. I love all yeah. these photos of him like on a boat. I love all of that. I love yeah. everything about it. <laughs> He's got the most, and it's rational confidence. It's not even irrational. No, it's rational because the dude can fucking shoot. He what? He was fourteen and twenty-one today, sixty-six percent. That's insane for a jump. The thing I noticed about him as well is that he's not just going out there and taking shots and scoring the ball. He is playing so within the flow of the. He's never making a bad decision. Mm -hmm. It's always like. He makes lots of decisions because he keeps shooting, but it's it's the right play every time. Like, and ima- like the kid knows how to win. Imagine your Spo or Jimmy in the like you're handing the keys to a 20 year old dude, a rookie. Yeah. And he, he's how much does that lift everyone? And he's actually make like you said, Josh. He's making the right plays. He's making the right decisions every trip down. Like it's, I mean, obviously this is one game, but like he has been he's been good for them in this series overall. And like uh, he he was just. He was the driving force behind them today. If he didn't pull out 37 points of the game that he had, then they don't win, regardless of Boston's like, sort of woes and their turnovers. Like my, I, I don't know. I still, as much as Miami were good today, I still kind of fancy Boston in this series. It's very, Whoa. it's still like. <laughs> well, I just I think Boston were that bad. Yeah. If Boston can if Boston can kind of get back to where they should be, then then they should win, right? But I guess this is the issue with Boston, and this is where it's all, are they mm. that good or not? Because they're so widely mm. inconsistent between when they're on and when they're not on. Yeah. They can't string together a full game, it doesn't seem yeah. like. Um, you're right. When, I when, feel like, I was just going to say, I feel yeah. like they're rarely on. They're more often than not not on, but they've just got so much talent in that team that they win games anyway. So do you think that's the other thing? Like, is the rotation, to, particularly with Haywood coming back in now, like, do they need to tighten that up? Like, I, I, Haywood's, I think Haywood is such a, it's such a, what a luxury to be able to have this guy mm. come back in at the conference finals. This is a guy that can get his own shot. He can play make for others. I think Kemba as well, who Kemba has been a bit 
up and down this whole sort of bubble period, right? He was he was good today, I thought. Mm-hmm. Look, and- it's weird. Like, if you look at the box score, outside of Smart, you're like, Tatum, 28, 9 and 4. Kemba had 20. Jalen had 21. Gordon had 14 on nine shots. Yeah. You know, like, if I was to just see the box score and not see the final score, I'm like, that's a pretty good – uh, Celtics game, 28 assists. You want to get to that 30 mark, but that's yeah. perfect, really. Um, but you, that first half, you then, I don't know yeah. what it was, um, and but it, it does seem to happen. They have an energy level where whether it, they come out flat or they the third quarters have been a problem for some reason, like after halftime, like is that on Brad Stevens? Is that because as much as I love these guys – Jalen's not like a super rah-rah dude. Hayward's certainly not. Kemba's a great guy, but he's not, you know, like Goran Dragic. And Tatum's just like, just floats around getting yeah. buckets because that's what he's born to do. But he's not like a Kobe intensity type guy as much as he wants to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys think that? Because like my, me and my dad have this argument about if it, is it Brad Stevens' fault or is it... I think it's a mix, but is it Stevens's fault that there are the energy dips? I'll let I'll let Beatty go first. I I I mean, it's obviously it's hard for a coach to to manage that. I I think it's definitely it's, you said it right. It's a, it's a bit of both in the the personnel. All of these guys, uh, we kind of touched on it. If anything, Marcus Smart is the he's the biggest mm. dog on this team, right? And he's the mm. one that's balls to the wall from go to woe. I my thing is just like I like Hayward had twenty nine minutes today. I would take all of the one maker minutes. I would like I I just want to get Hayward on the court as much as yeah. possible. I just think that you need to have your G's on the court now because it's you know you're a couple games away from elimination mm-hmm. or where you are. What, what is it? Three one now. Yeah, bro. Three one. This is it. It's it's fucking. It's, it's is that, time does to- that change? Does that change? You think Boston's going to win? Did you forget that they're down three <laughs> one? I did, but <laughs> at the same time, like I don't know, like I, Boston, this is what this is what trips me out about Boston, and everyone talks them up, and they're so good, and Jason Tatum's this fucking awesome guy, and they said so like, then how the fuck are you losing to Miami right now, like but, because they're so like this is they're so up and down, they they just can't get that level of consistency. I I can level. tell you why. I can tell you why. I know why. Would you like? Yeah, to Yeah, go for it. <laughs> what is this face you've got right now? <laughs> It's because Spo, from day one of the season, instills a dog into his players. From day one, oh, Brad Stevens, this. for as great for as no, no, hold on, hold on, for as great as Brad Stevens is a coach, and he is good. Like he gets the best out of his players. Right. He gets yeah. teams full of junkyard dogs into you know conference semifinals, conference finals. But he's not a killer. He's just a very, very good coach. Spo has this mentality which he clearly wears off to his team where, like, we're not here just to play well. We're going to win. I don't care if you need to die on the court to win. You need to win. And, like, look at Harrow. He's come in as a rookie. Clearly it's instilled in him very big things because he was afraid of nothing all game. The whole Heat are afraid of nothing. Okay. I, I see where you're coming from. And I, this is the heat culture thing. And I do think it's a thing, mm-hmm. but I think it has way more to do with the players on this team. Yeah. Look, Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. I mean, king of the dogs, without a doubt. Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and those are, your, and those are the perfect role dudes. Bam Adebayo. And Tyler, yeah, I know, but there's, there's still guys like Dragon. But he's, a, been... he's, a, he's an absolute killer. Dragon's a fucking G, yeah. yeah. He's, I know, but I'm saying like yeah, but this is the thing on, on the Celtics. On the Celtics, on the Celtics they're all a bunch of nerds. Such a killer. Yeah, yeah. Who are the killers on the Celtics? Like they're There's all no killers. Smart. They're talent. Yeah, they're talented players. But, um, but yeah, they're definitely. If you pick, if you picked up Jalen Brown and put him on the Heat, you wouldn't think he'd become a killer. No. I think I think he would still be good. He'd be good, think, but he's not. But I think it's a Jimmy. I think it's a Jimmy Butler. I think it's the the culmination. Like Duncan Robinson. Is he a killer? No, but the way that he fits into this team, like he's that that fearlessness of all these other dudes rubs off. Like go like go back to the the Heat days. You talk about Spo being a killer. There's nothing to do with Spo. Had LeBron James, yeah, D Wade, Chris Bosh. Yeah, like 
I know, I know. But, but like, it's suppose the constant here. He's he's held this mentality even between the D Wade Bosch LeBron years over to to now. Even when they had Whiteside, he was always preaching, play hard. Yeah, but they play barely hard, made play the hard. playoffs in those years. I know, but now they have. They've well, got the talent to keep up. Are you up telling with me that he? I think the, are you telling me that he instilled? <laughs> I'm just putting a hat on now. Are you telling me that Spo instilled a dog killer instinct in the white side? No, no, no. I'm saying well, now that they're now that their talent, now that the collective talent of the team oh. can get them to a point where Celtics are, Spo's mentality is that edge that gets them past. That's what I mean. I mean, like once it becomes even, that killer attitude is what gets them past. I, I think they're both well-coached teams. I think that perhaps mm. Brad Stevens probably gets a little bit more love here and there. Like, I, I mean, Brad Stevens is a good coach, right? Mm. But I think yeah, Spo is a, a phenomenal coach. I think yeah. we kind of touched on it then, the fact that he survived that whole LeBron era and he's still the coach now, what, like seven mm. years later or whatever it is, and he's got mm-hmm. his team into the conference finals and they're a game away from a finals. Mm-hmm. I... I I just I kind of I put it more on the personnel of Boston, and I don't necessarily think that that it's it's a I, they can still overcome that. I I, sure. I I put my stock in Tatum just working it out as he gets more experience mm. and develops as a player. Because if anything, it needs to come from him because he's the guy on this team. It's his team. Yeah. That's I mean you when you think of Boston now, it's Jason Tatum and and the rest of the guys. So it, it so it needs to come from him, and it's just it's one of these things where. At the moment, if the guy's going to go for a, a half a basketball and not score a point, well, it's just yeah. like well, that. You're going to struggle to sort of lift the rest of the team if if that's if that's what you're doing. You, you're 100 percent right. As soon as he started to get going, yeah, it lifted the energy of the team, and because I mean, yeah, he's a, he's your best player, and if your best player's like he was just awful in that first half, and if he's playing like that, it's hard. To not let it affect you on defense and and stuff like that, um, that's definitely definitely something that um, it's a really good point, Beatty. I think maybe that's a part of the game that is underrated for him is that he's got all the tools, but um, the intensity and their maturity isn't quite there yet. Potentially, the, the only um, other thing I'd say as well, like yeah. what if you were to say, okay, well, this is Jason Tatum's money. Like he will, this is where he goes to work and he score, he will get a bucket every time doing this. Like mm-hmm. if, if he goes for a rut, like he was in that for like, why isn't Stevens running shit for him to be like, okay, mm-hmm. we've got to get this guy going. We've got to get him some easy buckets to just start to get him going. That I think that's where I start to get a bit critical of Stevens at times. Which yep. You, they he is so rigid in his system and it's I mean obviously they're a deep team and so there's a number of guys on the Celtics who can score and they're all good players but it's just sort of it's I don't know it's it, it, there's an element of riding the hot hand and if one guy is, is mm-hmm. really hot on any given night awesome but then at the same time when everyone's a bit flat yeah you need to try and get some easy buckets for guys I think it's- and this is kind of what I was alluding to in the sense that I feel with Spo, he's able to get a player and wake them up. Like he's able to smack that intensity back into them so they don't drop off. That that's that's the that's the percent difference for me. I don't know. I don't know about that. Because um, like Jimmy Butler last game, is that is that because Spo told him to get his shit together? Because Jimmy Butler's a fucking just big dog. Um, no, he's a big dog. But but I, like, I, I think you're. I, I see you're coming, but I think it's both. Um, Stevens is too rigid with his with his offensive system, and that's been something that he's struggled with. I think more than anything else. Always a great defensive team, even even when it's Jared Sullinger and Brandon Bass. But um, yeah, so his offense has definitely been his limit at limitations. But then at the same time, it's really hard to run something for someone specific when the Heat have somehow just cr- – the zone is just really, really tough for the Celtics. We saw it bother them against the Raptors. We even saw that the, the Lakers almost uh, make yeah. a comeback with the zone. Um, but the way that the Heat are built, and you've got these defenders in Iguodala and Butler at the top and then um, Bams roaming around and stuff, like it, it, it's really difficult. So I think it's one – 
Stevens is a bit rigid. And two, it's hard to just run something for someone specific when they're in a zone, I think. I'm not an expert on the X's and O's, but yeah, I think it's it's both of those things. It's weird to me as well. Like, obviously, yes, Boston, I think they've been the best defensive team since we've restarted, right? But mm-hmm. like, and I think at the start of this series, as we're sort of previewing this series, we, I mean, I, I remember you, Jake, being quite mm-hmm. sort of like, the idea of Robinson and Hero kind of mm-hmm. killing you was like, oh, come on, like Boston have got mm-hmm. all these wings, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Hero goes for 37 today. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't really, this is what, I think Boston just had a bad game, right? I, I, I mm-hmm. really honestly just put it down that they just had a bad game today. Yeah, and I, and then again, it comes back to they've had had a bad game or a bad half. They had a bad half in game two and a bad fourth quarter in game one. Like you can't, you can't do that. And I think the blame falls across everybody. Stevens, Jalen, Mark, like Everett, Kemba. And look, again, maybe it comes back to the experience. Like even though Jimmy Butler hasn't made it here before, you've got Iguodala and, and I know Dragic hasn't made the finals, but like he's a super solid veteran. You've got these guys up and down the, the roster. Kemba's never been here before. Tatum's still 23, Jalen's 23. And then Marcus has obviously like, got the experience, but he's a fucking just... He, wild card like he's gonna bring it mm. um but then you know gordon hayward this is the furthest he's been before he's been hasn't played basketball in four weeks he had just you know i was really hoping the freddie van vliet uh having a sun magic would would happen today it really really didn't <laughs> unfortunately um and then it's like time lord he he's He's playing the most minutes he's played in his whole NBA career yeah. in the playoffs. Too much, man. That's what I was trying to get at with reducing the rotation a little bit. Like, but that. like who? Then, like, I mean, Jalen and Jay Jason played forty each. I he was pretty much maxed out at thirty-five 30, anyway. Really? Like, why? Dude, he's, not, he's not injured, is he? He's not. Carried. No, but like you saw what happened after the towards the end of the Raptors series, he was that just was struggling, going. and then games yeah. one and two, or games one, he was struggling again. And then they started to bring his minutes down, and he started to play better. I don't think he's built to to sustain a forty plus minute load. Um, and then outside of Jalen and Tatum, and Smart doesn't he plays too hard to get to forty five minutes? I don't, I don't know. I just don't. They're they're a, a dude short. They're a guy short. Um, I don't think they are, man. I, I mean, again, obviously Hayward coming back, but like that guy can play a lot more than thirty minutes. He never- and, but not not right now. I don't think he hasn't. Like he, well, he just. Yeah. You might think, you might need it for two games. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, and maybe they should have played in more minutes. But, um, dude, I just – and maybe they adjusted late on Hero. I, I kept I kept thinking the Magic would run out. Like, to be honest, I really did. <laughs> it just kept going. <laughs> Turned to gold today. Yeah. It's... I, 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 like, I thought at some – I was like – should we adjust? Should we put Smart on Hero? And they did it too, uh, too late, maybe, because he was he had reached whatever the the two K jam, NBA two K, <laughs> everything's on fire. You can't miss a shot. <laughs> level thing. He's in takeover mode. He was in takeover mode. It was too late. Like because earlier I thought maybe put Smart on Hero, but then he he's been he's been doing such a good job on Dragic, and then does that open up Dragic? I'm actually more scared of Dragic. This is mid fourth quarter. This is before Hero turned into uh, Clay Thompson game six level shit right here. This is the other thing, right? Miami have got all these guys who can handle the ball in a late mm-hmm. game situation. Like you, and again, you look at the Celtics and it's like, well, it's Kemba and now Hayward's back. I, I would have be able to. Whereas like, dude, like you said, Dragic is playing off the ball possessions. Obviously, Jimmy Butler can handle the ball in that. Like, amount of, and this is where I, maybe you are right with Kemba. Like, so many times Butler would get a switch on Kemba and he'd be like, I'm just screaming at the TV, back this guy down. Back mm. back this midget down. <laughs> do what you need to do. Like and it's that's I guess that's something for, for Stevens to manage. It's it's hard to mm. hide guys like that. But like I I really well, just don't know what, what you've Well did you notice? Yeah, yeah. They made a run again in the fourth quarter and it was with Kemba on the bench. It mm. was and I I spoke to this to my dad about this before. I said I want to see the, the no Kemba lineup because the defense is and, and it worked. And yeah. they brought him back in, and I was like, I don't think I don't think Stephen should have brought him back in because mm. Smart, Jalen, Tatum, Hayward, Tice, 
Mm. That's really hard. Tice did an awesome job getting switched onto Jimmy and Dragic today. Yep. Um, obviously, he got scored on a couple times, but um, and then Kemba's the weak. Like he's a, he's a, like a fine defender, but when you need stops to get back into a game, he's not quite there. And you've got the scoring with Kemba on the bench. Um, I thought it was really really promising, but I. I wish he didn't go back to the Kemba on the line on on the floor thing. I wonder if we see more of that going into next game. Well, fellas, not to cut this one short, but maybe we should move on to tomorrow's series: Lakers versus the Nuggets. Yeah. Ooh. Speaking of teams who play a tight rotation, the Nuggets have guys playing forty-six minutes a game at the moment. Deservedly so. They're so bloody good. Well, what do you think's going to happen? Well, it's just it's just Murray who does not get tired. Jokic plays a lot of minutes for a big fella. Oh, he does, but like yeah, thirty-seven. But he's but he's a bit of an Iron Man too. He just kind of gets up and down the court at his at his pace, just bumping into dudes, throwing one-legged fadeaways, <laughs> and gets shit done. Wait, so, some of them like I watched the replay of him. Just turning around and off balance, flicking a shot up toward the rim. It has no right to go in. I don't know how he shoots such a high percentage on these ugly, ugly shots, but he does. They're starting to look beautiful. I don't know how he's backing down AD, but he does. He's just like every game, I think this is as good as he gets. And then he gets better. (laughs) Dude, the. Well, these guys don't play a super tight rotation. They played nine deep. They played deep, yeah, exactly. But it's just like Murray goes. He's he's crazy, man. He two seven game series of playing forty plus, and he's just going and going and going. And talk about having the nuts, like hero, man. This dude is a closer. You try and you try and take him off. Yeah, well, I, I, it looks like you'll bite Mike Malone's head off. Denver's a bit, bit similar to Boston in a way, in that like. Obviously, you know that Jokic is going to turn up and you know that Murray is going to turn up. But then who is that third? Like, is it? I mean, we saw in game three, it was Jeremy Grant. He had a career mm-hmm. game. Other, we've, we've had other games in the bubble where it's been Michael Porter Jr. So it's sort of like, that. it's sort of a, I'm not, I don't want to say by committee, but it's kind of like take your pick of any of these random guys in their eight-man rotation that they're sort of playing mm-hmm. at the moment. And it's like... They're a little bit like the Raptors in that yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, it could, it could be could be anyone on any day. Well, it's, it's almost like the Lakers. You know that AD and LeBron are going to go off and they just need one or, or half or th- a third of three dudes. <laughs> they seem like some production from the rest of them. I can't. But this is the problem. I can't fathom how the Lakers absolutely like, – what are they? What was the rebounding count in that game, in game three? 25. 25. 44. 44. Denver That's right. Denver eight. Can, like how do you have – Dwight Crazy. Howard, JaVale McGee, and AD playing big minutes in your rotation. And LeBron. And, you can, and LeBron. I mean, LeBron out-rebounded all those dudes, right? He had yeah. a triple-double. LeBron's game on box score is actually in an insane game, a 30-point triple-double. That's what he does, dude. Like, and, and, and I remember watching the game being like, uh, LeBron's been a bit quiet. Like, it's yeah. I feel like this guy's like, this is how the standard of this guy people have for him. It's like a 30-point triple-double is not enough to, like, win your team yeah. the game. Yeah, because he didn't do anything like out of this world today. And you can kind of tell by the free throws. He only shot two free throws, which just kind of means he's like just picking his spots. And you, you can tell when you, when it's a you don't even you don't need to look at the box score. Yeah, because he's going to do that whether or not it's a slow game or a big game. You can just tell when he puts his his foot on the imprint on the game. Well, and it's sort of almost as if like he doesn't he's ha- well I'm not gonna say he's happy to drop a game, but it's just like if I have mm-hmm. to drop a game to prove to these other teammates like, hey guys, you gotta pull your finger out. Like mm-hmm. he'll go to a game seven before he's like, oh well, you're still not gonna. I mean, obviously he's had years of that on the Cavs. You wouldn't expect that now with well, obviously out- outside of Davis, you start to have some question marks with this roster mm-hmm. here and there. But like, I mean, this is supposed to be just as much AD's team now as it is his. So it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, it definitely is. AD took that final shot in game two. It went straight to AD. Yeah, that's because Plumley lost his fucking mind. Yeah, that was, it wasn't, a, a, it shot, wasn't a switch. It definitely wasn't a switch. Oh, no, no, big shot. Amazing shot. Best, like, I mean, he's never hit a bigger shot. Like, with, with, with Joker's hand in his face. I guess so. But, like, jo- the fact that Joker had to defend the it inbound. Switch. Yeah, it wasn't a switch. And then defend him. Great. Good job, Joker. But Plumley, dude. 
What are you doing, man? But um, even even the last sort of two or three minutes, four minutes of that game, there was so many times where LeBron, yeah. and I mean, this has been a knock on him for the LeBron yeah. meters over the years, but he, like, he would pass out of a out of a situation where mm-hmm. like you probably want the best player in basketball to take that shot instead mm-hmm. of Danny Green or yeah. Alex Caruso. Like he would pass out of a situation and it's just like, oh, just do, just finish the game, bro. Like, yeah, just fucking go to the hole. But do it, what it was you do. like, oh. yeah. But it but it was it was wasn't even going to AD at the end of the game. Like they got they got lucky in game two, um, but like the last few possessions weren't even going to LeBron or AD. It was. Pick your random role yeah. player that will we'll, we'll probably miss, yeah. and then yeah, it's it's a very it's the it's the most top heavy team left, I think, by far. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, like they've got the best two players. Definitely, they've got the best two players, but like number one and two in every, in every series. Yep. But then three through five or six or seven even is probably going to the remaining three teams. So then, what do you think is going to happen here? I mean, you don't want to. You obviously can't count the Nuggets out, but how how does LeBron, even less so AD, but how does LeBron lose in the conference finals here? I just can't see it happening. I hope, but I can see it going six or seven, sure. But I just can't see LeBron allowing yeah, this to go down. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. Like since the beginning of the season, I've been saying. Lakers is probably my pick to take it all because LeBron AD. Like, literally, from day dot, they have LeBron AD. No one else does. So you become the favorite by, by default. 100%. But um, I don't know. They're like, they, they've shown, unless they've had complete focus for 48 minutes against the Nuggets, the Nuggets will take the game. They should have taken the second game. Mm-hmm. I know. You, you never want to be like, oh, it should be 2-1 or the Celtics should be up 3-1 because – one game changes how the next game is played by the other teams, but um, mm. you got to you've got to beat the Nuggets. You've got to yeah, they're not going to beat, beat them. themselves. They are going to yeah. come and come, and you can go up fifteen or twenty or up three one, and Murray is going to just put his stamp on <laughs> NBA, dude. Like he has ascended. Um, in you know series one, everyone was like, "Oh, Jamal Murray, yeah, it's the it's the Jazz, whatever." And then Clippers, and now it's the Lakers. It's it's crazy, man. Um, Is he a top ten player? No, no, God no. But he's he's a he, for me now. Yeah, he's definitely cemented himself as as a as a star. Also. Big, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like it's it's. I mean, before this bubble, I didn't look at Denver as as Jokic and Murray. It was mm-hmm. just Jokic to me, and even Jokic. I feel like Jokic is he is to me. You can make that. I mean, we kind of just talked about there. Okay, the Lakers have the best two players left in the. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would yeah, nearly, I'd nearly take an argument there for Jokic. Yeah. He wanted for to be next to LeBron there because it's like mm-hmm. he is. Um, he's been phenomenal. He's absolutely like he's easily by far and away. The best, I th- I think he's the best. I remember when we did that a long yeah. time ago. Now that twenty five hundred, yeah, hundred percent. Like he he is Embiid is in the dirt, Cap oh, is in the dirt. <laughs> like don't even talk to me about those guys. Like, it's- oh dude, Jokic is cruising, cruising yeah. to twenty five, ten, and six. Yeah, um, playing thirty five plus minutes every night. Um, he's- and he's got his team in the in the Western Conference Finals. Like this is insane. <laughs> Yep, when- I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out a big claim on the table here, oh. but I really I really do think that Jokic is revolutionizing the league like the Warriors did five years ago. Obviously, you need a, a Jokic just <laughs> like you needed a Steph. But what, but, what is he doing that is so unique? Well, the Warriors created their death lineup, which I guess was like the embryo of teams properly playing small ball. Small ball being the new concept of forget center, let's just run it and run and shoot threes and win like that. And it seemed like how are you going to beat this with a big man because they're just going to zip around him. But if your big man can pass and shoot and defend and rebound, how is a small ball team going to win against Jokic? They can't. He's like Rockets tried. I I for me it's more like I just I kind of want to see uh, a little bit of pullback. I think there was a few years there where the league really went heavy on like the DeAndre Jordan 
prototype center. Mm. And you can put DeAndre, obviously DeAndre in the Lob City team. I think Rudy Gobert absolutely is in that category. I think uh, Clint Capella, yeah, for sure. Like these guys that just run up and down the floor, they'll get rebounds, they'll get putbacks, mm. they'll get uh, lobs and alley-oops. Um, but they don't have any sort of offensive game of themselves. And as you yeah. said, Josh, like Jokic can do everything on the offensive mm-hmm. end. He mm-hmm. literally can do everything. There's not one part yeah, of the game is, that this he is... can't do. So it, he's just supremely skilled. That's that's mm-hmm. where the small ball, like all that Steph Curry, I'm going to pull this lumbering center. I'm going to pull Roy Hibbert out to the three-point line. Try and stop me, man. And it wiped Roy Hibbert out of the league and everyone mm-hmm. of his ilk. Mm-hmm. And that, that seemed to be the future, but I disagree. I don't think it's the future. I think Warriors will have a very tough time next year coming back and figuring out how to stop Jokic. Like, what are they meant to do? Well, I think they can it's, – it, it's two styles, right? Like, yeah. it, you're, fight, you're fighting fire with fire. I mean, you know, the – But this, this, that's what I mean. I mean, like, with Jokic, you can still have all the benefits of that small ball zipping around, everyone shooting from everywhere – but you also still have the benefits of that big man where the other team can't just he's not, monster you in the paint. He's not prototypical and, like, you know, it, this is getting way too far ahead, you know, if the Warriors and Nuggets were to match up, you know. Jokic still isn't great being switched on to, switched on yeah. to guards. And stuff. I, I think the Warriors would play ultra small and really try and gas him out and run him. And it would be awesome to watch. You have to do, yeah. Do you think it would work? Uh, it could do, absolutely. Yeah, I, I can see it being... Back and forth, you got that might be a good game. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think Jake is right. It, it's a contrast in styles, right? So it just mm-hmm. depends on what you kind of want to watch. But Josh, I do think you are—you actually are correct. Um, people got so enamored with the small ball, and then Maury just went even more in. But it's like one. Th- but the, what made the Warriors good is that not only were they, you know, small and running around, they could play different ways. Like you. You're just moving the ball. You're cutting. You can go one on one with Steph, or you can run playoff screens. The Draymond pick and roll with with Steph, and then shooters uh, running up and down the court, and then also just having elite defense across the board. That's the the main thing about everyone left in the playoffs outside of Denver has an elite defense. Um, that's the, one of the most important things. But dude, the versatility, the ability to play small, but to have players on the team that can pass, shoot, drive, set screens, defend. The more like you, you can't just have these one dimensional players just while the Rockets are gone. Yeah. You've got these dudes that like as much as we yeah. love Covington, you can't have five Covingtons on the court because they can't do anything besides shoot and defend. I think this I think this is the kind of the point I was tr- in my roundabout way trying <laughs> to explain. Like, no, you're, you're on you're on the right track. The small ball show it, it was born from analytics that showed the three-point shot is like it gets you an extra point, so we should be taking those free throws. They're free throws. We should be taking those. That kind of grew this whole, you know, it steered the league in a direction. Analytics, these are the efficient spots. Let's go for this. But now we've got to a point where everyone's gone so hard at the analytics and efficient spots that the mid-range and classic regular old spots that have been a basketball play for 50 years, people have just ignored and forgotten about. And guys like Jokic and guys like Kawhi, not that he's in the playoffs anymore, but guys that can dominate in these mid-range areas, these under-the-rim areas where the other teams are focusing on the analytics, I think that they won't be able to keep up, like you say, Jake, with teams that can do lots of things. That's why I've been so enamored with the Heat this whole time. Um, yeah, I look, I think the, the analytics thing, you, you, it's like... Don't if you're if you're a player that is average at shooting three pointers and mid range, then just only shoot three pointers. And that's, that, yeah, that's where yeah. it happened. Like, like it's, if it's you not... go back, I okay. Yeah, yeah. My my housemate who has recently got into basketball, right? Yeah. He, he was watch, he was telling me this morning he was watching the two thousand finals, which was the Lakers and the Pacers recently yeah. on YouTube. And you go back and without either of you boys being prompted about this at all or watching that, like you can just imagine how different basketball would have looked. Oh, yeah. It was Kobe going up against two giants. Well, it wasn't it. Yeah, dude, it was Shaq, bro. It was that, that's literally, that's, that was basketball back then. And that, I guess that's my point. And the analytics have changed the way that basketball is played. Right. But if you have an athlete, if you have a basketball player in that mold, whether it's a Shaq or whether it's a Jokic, right. 
and obviously different skill sets, different dudes, different things that they're good at. Yeah. But it, if you have a big man who can do that, then it, there's no stopping that. That's no. It's more just like, well, how does the 29 other teams find that same athlete because it's so rare mm-hmm. to, to capture that. That's, I guess that's, that's the thing yeah. for me. Not everyone can have Jokic. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, not everyone can. But yeah, my point is kind of what we've, yeah, you, you get me. We love <laughs> basketball and Jokic is a freak. Um, but, but that's why the Nuggets are good, right? To bring it back is that obviously Jokic can do a little bit of everything and Jamal Murray, he can score in, in, and they, you know, the three-level scorer, that's the most valuable thing. He can get to the rim, he can shoot the mid-range, and he can just bomb it from from 30 feet. That's what's yeah. crazy. He's, he's He looks like Logo Lillard out there. And then they've got dudes, you know, Grant, defend and shoot, sure, but he can also attack. He got to the, he can get to the line. Um, and and that's what's that's what's valuable. And that's what worries like, it, it, it worries me about the Lakers – to an extent, but then because they've got two dudes that can do absolutely everything, yeah. and LeBron yeah. is, at, and not just do absolutely everything, but do absolutely everything at the highest possible level, um, it covers up for the limitations of, dude, Danny Green, bro, like far out, like four points yesterday? Like, what are we doing? And then, like, Jamal McGee played eight minutes. I'm so over Dwight Howard being on my TV screen, by the way. <laughs> Like, I'm so over it and hearing Lakers Twitter, oh, he's back, we fixed it. He's useless and he's fighting with Jokic and getting away with these fouls that are – and he's just whinging, oh, I'm so sick of it. I, I think it's because I, I hate the Lakers and Dwight, maybe. How, how, does, how does Denver win this series? They just keep going as they've yeah. been going, man. They <laughs> get the ball to Jokic, get him hitting these impossible shots. Jamal, cross people up, go into the paint. Like they just got to attack. They got to attack, 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 attack. Fight for every ball. It's just fury and power. It's it's no it's no X's and O's thing. I don't think it's just Murray and Jokic have to be no. continue to be amazing, and then everybody else has to keep. Millsap's been good. I thought like yeah. like his box score looked pretty shitty. I think I saw something. This is his first ever playoff win against LeBron. Is it really? I think, oh, wow. I think the record was like nine and zero or eight and zero, oh and my God. <laughs> finally got a win. Yeah, it's crazy how many players LeBron has that kind of stat against. Like, yes. I think Kemba got his first or win or whatever against LeBron yeah. this year. Yeah, something like that. And it's just, yeah, LeBron's. And I think it goes back to that. I don't know. Le- LeBron is the, the the destroyer of your soul. Every team thinks they have got a chance. And then LeBron's going to the finals. That's just just how it goes. But who knows, man? I'm, I'm not, yeah, not going to sit here knows? and say that the Nuggets can't win it because why not? Yeah. Yeah, they could. Why not, really? I mean, the shots that they've been hitting to win these games, not game winners, but the shots they've been hitting in the mm-hmm. games, they're just ridiculous. Yeah. Like they should have no business going in. So if they keep going in, then how can you possibly win? Oh, business them going out? in now. He's been doing it for like a month straight. Um, <laughs> no, this is the crazy yeah. thing. The, and I'd like in a close game, as great as LeBron is and as great as AD is, having someone like Murray and kind of like Jokic, but mostly like Murray who can create his own shot really off the bounce and drop bombs from 30. I love it. Um, obviously, you know, LeBron is LeBron. And you, you like him in a close game against anyone, but you've got to like what Murray's able to do: step back threes, back to back baskets, and then the pass, to, uh, the pass to Millsap, and then just just that run of yeah, three drops the ball off, draws the defenders. LeBron comes over, bang down to Millsap, and then drops a thirty plus footer to ice it. Like I, I don't want to bet I against would, this I'll... dude. <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of like in the bet, not to get fully sidetracked with the betting, but I feel more oh, confident. I feel more confident betting results in the others, and I've lost the last two games. But I feel no. more confident betting in results for the Boston Miami series. Like mm-hmm. I, I always want to look at like the teams at their full potential, and I think looking mm-hmm. at Boston, I'm like these guys should win. So yeah. I always want to put Boston result in my in my bet, whereas. I don't feel comfortable betting against the, mm. the Nuggets or the Lakers. Like it's, it's. I just stay away. I just, yeah. I just want to watch it. Once, man, what I would do yeah. for a Nuggets Heat Finals. Uh, 
What a twist. What a what a twist. Adam Silver would be fuming. Oh, my God. It, it'll be the least watched finals probably if that's what happens. It will be. I'll be watching. That's for damn sure. I'll be watching. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I, I, it's possible. I, I mean, I, I once the, the Nuggets won game six, um, the Lakers were about even odds to win the West, and I put a, I put a cheeky uh, couple of units on, on the Lakers to win the West. I was like, if this is who the Clippers are, are they, um, the Lakers are going to the finals. Um, but, yeah, the Nuggets are kind of scaring me a little bit. But, you know, I'm a Celtics <laughs> fan, if I lose my money because of the Lakers losing, all's well that ends well, you know? <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all I've got to cover on these series now. Have you yeah. guys got any last pointers? Man, I feel like we dived pretty deep into both those uh, <laughs> series there. Um, that's phenomenal. They're both – the, even though the Celtics are down 3-1, that series has been awesome. Every game has been close. Yeah. Um, the Nuggets don't know how to play a non-entertaining game, so I'm sure tomorrow will be absolutely... Must-see must TV. The Nuggets yeah. are going to drop one more so they can go down 3-1 yeah. before they start <laughs> going. Yeah. Right where we want them. The most dangerous lead. Oh, man. Yeah, I would, I would literally die if they went and came back from 3-1 down again. Uh, well, I need the you Celt- see me jumping off the bridge. I'm gone. I need, see I need the Celtics to channel their inner nuggets down 3-1 here. See how we go. Yeah, well, um, let's see if another team can do it. Anyway, until next week, we've got a whole bunch more games to go. My name's Josh Matteo here with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. You've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. Until next week, peace. Peace.